Okay, well, our, our, our next speaker is Mr. Keith Christian, and again, he also is a veteran of the best in tech. And I just want to say this, you know, there's always certain people who turn your life around. And when I started to lose my vision and I retired and became angry and bitter and became isolated, I didn't want to leave my home. And Keith Christian came to my house. He said, hey, we're going to learn JAWS today and we're going to learn Braille and you're going to do it. <laughs> and from that day on, I started to learn how to use all the technology. So Keith Christian is a gentleman that I owe so much to and today he's going to be speaking to us about his favorite technology for 2011. Keith, thank you. Thank you very much, um, and I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm here to tell you a little bit about the Bookport Plus and why I think that it deserves to be up here with the best in tech for 2011. It is a great audio playback device but it's an even better audio recording device. I use it personally as a blind consumer, and I use it in my classroom as a teacher with my students. The, the Bookport Plus is manufactured by APH, and it costs uh, $329. But it may be available on quota, so if you're a student, you might want to ask your VI teacher if you can get a Bookport Plus using quota funds. And I'll give you a tip as to how you might convince your VI teacher how you can uh, use it to in increase your reading fluency. Um, the device looks like a cell phone. It has a speaker on the front, which allows you to listen to your audio recordings. It plays back a wide variety of audio formats, including MP3, AUG, and WAVE, and others. It can be authorized to play NLS device, uh, NLS books. Audible and recording for the blind dyslexic or learning alley. Um, so it can be authorized to play those books. Um, and it does a really nice job. Depending on how well they're marked up with daisy marking and things like that, you can easily navigate through, uh, big files, uh, large books and audio recordings. It also has a built-in speech synthesizer. And you can play back digital talking books that you uh, either create or download from Bookshare or BRF or BRL files. It recognizes doc and docs files, BRL, BRF, and others. On the top of the device, it has a, a headphone jack that you can plug in powered speakers. And uh, you can use it with headphones. Or in my classroom, we have a mixer that runs to a PA system. We run a patch cord to the mixer. And you're able to listen to... Uh, for example, guitar lessons off of the uh, Bookport Plus while you plug in your guitar and playing along with it. The, uh, there's a line-in jack next to the headphone jack, and this line-in uh, can be used to plug in an external microphone. So if you want really high-quality recordings using a microphone, uh, you can use a patch cord to connect other audio devices to it to, um, to get a direct signal or direct recording. And even with the microphone itself, it does have a microphone, the built-in microphone, and it's very, very good. It's a very sensitive mic, and uh, it can record, the Bookport Plus can record up to, uh, it can record in stereo up to 320 BPS, which is a nice high-quality recording. Um, the Bookport Plus has a removable battery. You can buy a second one and have a, you know, a, a replaceable battery in case you're concerned about it running out during, uh, you know, recording sessions or whatever. It has an SD, an SD card slot, which will accommodate up to a 32 gigabyte, uh, SD card. And, uh, that's a good size, um, you know, 32 gigs is pretty good. I use 16 and, uh, I never, I rarely run out of space. Um, when you plug in the uh, the Bookport Plus to the computer using a USB cable, um, it uh, does two things. It allows you to charge the battery, which is very cool because I have a computer that I always leave USB cables connected, and it's nice just to plug it in and charge it up. But it also allows you to transfer files directly to the device, and you can use Windows uh, Explorer to copy and paste files. There's no there's no concern about having 
uh, files grouped together by their format. So you can mix MP3 files with text files and Braille files. The Bookport Plus automatically recognizes the the, uh, the content and uh, presents it for you through their menus, and it doesn't get mixed up. It's rather nice. Um, let's see. It has a built-in Wi-Fi radio so that you're able to stream content from the Internet if you have an Internet connection. You can subscribe directly to pod feeds so you, or podcasts so that you can download bypassing the computer. You can just push, you know, uh, you can subscribe to podcasts and download them directly without using a computer. Also with that Wi-Fi connection, you can sync to a PC. So if you have a folder on your desktop and you want to copy files uh, to your Bookport Plus, you can just dump them in that folder and it will automatically, you can have it sync wirelessly, which is kind of nice. Um, I use the the uh, Bookport Plus all the time for my memos. I'm I'm a teacher. I'm running from classroom to classroom, taking notes, um, and uh, as well as making long recordings. Uh, we also listen to, like I mentioned earlier, guitar lessons, and uh, we create podcasts in the classroom. And we I really like listening to movies. There's a Blind My Smart website that has a movie vault with thousands of really good audio-described movies. And my students love listening to those movies. Well, I must tell you, it's nice having something that the kids really want. They want those movies, but what I want them to learn is how to transfer data from the computer to the book port. So they're learning, they're, they're motivated to learn how to make those transfers because they want the movies, but all they have to do is open up Windows Explorer and then copy and paste it onto the, uh, the SD card. So for them, it's, it's, it's a great learning opportunity. Okay. Um, so, do I have another minute? To, oh, excellent. So, um, uh, kids love hearing themselves being recorded. <laughs> it's true. They do. And what I like to do is I like to send home stories with them out of their, uh, their Houghton Mifflin series, their reading stories. And what they do is they take the stories home on their Bookport Plus and they listen to them while they're reading it in Braille to help them learn phrasing and pacing and intonation. It helps them with their reading fluency. And um, uh, then we then we have the kids come in and record their uh, their reading passages, and they uh, they basically build their own little uh, library of their own uh, stories, and they record other goofy stuff too. But um, they can use their their recordings for podcasts. They can they they use it for um, recording. They'll read uh, their slides for a PowerPoint, and then import that audio into a PowerPoint presentation so that when they click on it, they can narrate their, their slides in some way. Um, and they also just love taking into Studio Recorder from APH, also available on Quota Funds. Uh, and they love playing them backwards and uh, tweaking the sounds and making them sounds like chipmunks and having a lot of fun with it. So we're able to use the Bookport Plus to teach kids a lot of what, um, a lot of really neat skills, which would be computer skills, but also audio recording, editing, playback, and also be able to uh, work on reading fluency. And a lot of social activities can be used, uh, um, games and things like that, passing the thing around, telling stories. Um, I love this device. Uh, if you're a student, I'd talk to your teacher about uh, possibly getting one to help you uh, Build your reading fluency and maybe even make it an IEP goal and objective. And, uh, and uh, hopefully you'll find it to be as a valuable device as I have. Thank you. Thank you very much, Keith. How, how many of you here are students or teachers for the visually impaired? Clap your hands. Yeah, that's great. It's great to hear that there are often different types of funds, as, as Keith had mentioned, the quota funds to help people to perhaps get some of this equipment. Well, our next speaker today is one of our staff optometrists at the Center for the Partially Sighted. In fact, Dr. Tina McDonald was one of our first residents in the field of low vision, and she was the first eye doctor to ever gain the status of being a certified diabetic educator. She teaches optometrists and resident students from the Southern California College of Optometry, and she also sees patients of all ages with low vision impairment. And today she has some really, really good information as she's talking about some of the different types of e-readers. So Dr. Tina McDonald. 
Thanks, Bill, and thanks for having um, me here. I, I really appreciate it. There is such a range of knowledge in this room. I have a really simple goal today, and that's if you've never considered an e-reader or a tablet, to go out and experience them because it's a lot of fun. Now, the iPad 2 has been the king of the tablet, and for good reason. Those that use it tend to call it a game changer, and I see somebody that absolutely agrees with me. Apple has always been really thoughtful in its accessibility features, and the tablet computer is a platform for the audiovisual, and they've really done a great job for web browsing, playing games, and movies. But the most important thing, I think, is for many, it's really opened up a wor world of reading for them. The iPad 2 was released in March, and as I mentioned, Apple thinks out their products really well from what Julian mentioned with the Money Reader app, which you can use on the iPad 2, to the assistive touch. So if you can't shake your iPad 2, you can tell it to do it for itself. And to voiceover where you run your finger over the top and it reads it for you. And if you're not a tech guru like the people sitting in the front row here, I think the most useful thing is to be able to go into the Apple stores and having the accessibility specialists work with you. And I, I really have a lot of fun in there. For instance, um, I was in there talking with Seth, and we were just running through different things like Evernote that takes a picture, like of a street sign, and pulls out the text for you. And my current favorite free app is, is called VizWiz. And we were actually in uh, the Apple Store on this Third Street Promenade, and Seth goes, watch this. And he takes a picture of his coworker who is this, like, pink-haired mohawk guy, and he whispers into his iPad, too, what's up with this guy's hair? And it comes back within, like, 30 seconds, mohawk that's pink. <laughs> and I thought that was amazing. He said sometimes he'll take a picture of his desk and ask, where's my stapler? And I'll tell him. And I'm like, I need that. I have 2020. I totally need that. So if you want to just go have a lot of fun and experience stuff, go talk to Seth. He told me about if you're a comic book person, there's Comixology. And he said, this is, he's a comic book guy. And he said, this is the first time that he could read every bubble. And he said, if you love comic books, that's the way to go. So, and he also told me that a lot of the iPhone apps work really well on the iPad too. So, um, I love this device. However, it's expensive. Uh, you're looking at $600 and monthly charges for 3G. And one of the issues that if you have vision where glare is a problem, the LCD screen may be a little bit of a problem for you. And the anti-glare for it, it screen is not, it's kind of iffy. So there's a new product coming out, and it's called the Kindle Fire. Now, it's not for everybody. I want to get that right out in the open. It doesn't have text-to-speech. It doesn't have a lot of the features. And the NFB did a really great job in putting out a statement that voiced their concern and their disappointment with the product. But it's inexpensive. It's $199. So if this is a product that you could use, um, it's great. There's no monthly fee for the 3G because it is Wi-Fi. It is great color. The pinch zoom goes up to almost 40 point. My job is just to make you aware of these different things if it's right for you and get you excited about it. If you can't do that, the Kindle Touch, um, which is also coming out on the 15th, so these aren't even out yet, um, has millions of books and newspapers and magazines, and it's got the new e-ink. So a lot of people find that's easier to read than, than the screen that has the glare on it. Um, so what I would strongly recommend, I'm going to cut this short for everybody, is just go out and have fun. I would recommend seeing Seth. I told him I was going to promote him on the Third Street Promenade. I think his dog is worried that with all this new technology, he's going to lose his job because this is so exciting. And then visit, after the 15th, your nearest Target or Radio Shack to see if this new Kindle Fire would work for you. And... You know, just enjoy reading.
And you guys deserve to have a new world open up if you're not already doing that. Like I said, the guys in the front row, they were telling me things. I'm like, oh, have you heard of VizWiz? I love that. Oh, yeah, I've already heard of that. <laughs> so, um, oh, the best thing I want to say, so even if you don't enjoy some of these proje- products or can't use them, is that with this new um, tablet war, e-reader war, I'm hoping that the prices come down so the ones that are more accessible will be cheaper and I would also appreciate if you, you know, call the service department, the customer service at Amazon, and talk about, you know, hey, we need this more accessible stuff. I think it will really help. So thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. McDonald. And, yes, that's true. Things are really getting better for all of us. You know, all these products are available and my son was saying to me, Dad, you know, you really should get the Kindle Fire. And I said, well, why? He says, well, you know, you could stream movies on there. <laughs> so with the Amazon having the desire to compete with Netflix, they are now going to be streaming all of these different TV shows and movies with the Kindle Fire. So that's another reason to go out there and put these things on your shopping list. Well, our next speaker is... Dr. Francisca Escobar, and she is a low vision optometrist who also works for the Center for the Partially Sighted part-time where she specializes in working with children. And at the other time, she's in private practice with Dr. Zafu out in Encino, California, where they do also provide low vision services. And today, she's going to be speaking to us about portable video magnifiers that she finds to be helpful for her patients. All right, so I'm going to be talking about the Ruby, which they're giving away. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an insight about that and um, things that I like about it. So we all know it's a portable CCTV. It has a 4.3-inch screen, and it's in color. It, you have the normal color, and then you have the option of four other um, colors to, that's going to provide the best contrast or clarity for you. So what it does, we know it has a screen and a camera. So essentially what you do, you place whatever you want to look at, which would be like a newspaper, a letter, um, a business card if you want to read someone's number, and then it shows it to you on the screen. And then you can magnify that up to 14 times depending on how you hold it, either by placing it flat on the paper or um, bringing, bringing out the handle and raising it up off the page. Um, so some of the new features, which I think are really cool, are that now you can store up to 15 images on it. So what does that mean? If you get, if you're like somewhere and you get someone's number, you can recall that later, which is a great thing. Um, but the most important thing is that you do need to store it in the color contrast that's best for you. Because when you go back and recall that image, you can only change the magnification. You can't necessarily change the color anymore. It also now has a brighter screen. And when you're turning on the device, um, it will show the battery life. So it will tell you how much battery you have left. But if even if the battery is dead, you don't have to worry about it. Because you can place your own batteries in it. You don't have to wait two hours to recharge it, which is a great feature. Um, and also, what I continue to like about this is that you have all the buttons that you need on the top screen. And they're all in different colors, which means that it's easy to find, easy to use, which is great. And it also brings uh, its case. So one other thing that's pretty new about it, or what's updated about it, is that you can bring it out farther from the paper, and it's in focus. Because we all know we have that problem. We can only bring things out a certain amount, and then it gets blurry, so we have to bring it out. So this lets you bring it, um, lets you bring it out even more, and then it'll still be clear for you. So I think this works best for like a student, a business person, a mom who wants to take her shopping list to the store and then be able to recall it later. But um, one of the things that I found a little bit difficult when I was learning how to use it is that in the beginning it's a little, it's a little hard to know when you just need to push the button versus when you need to hold it down for when you want to take a picture versus just recall the images. But the more you use it, the easier it gets for you, so that's a great thing. Um, also, let's say the picture that you take is picture number 15, 
and you want to go ahead and recall it. So you take your picture, you hold it down six seconds, then you have to essentially cycle from image number one, two, three, four, until you get to 15. You can't go back, but you can go forward. So, I mean, it, it works, which is a good thing. Um, overall, I think this is a great system. It's very convenient, it's small, and uh, it makes and it's user-friendly, so it's great. Um, I also wanted to talk about this, Dr. Bill, in Spanish, just for our other users yeah. so they would know. Um, entonces voy a hablar del Ruby en español también para los que no entienden mucho, no entienden, pero saben. Como ustedes saben, el Ruby es un, es un CCTV portátil. Entonces lo que eso significa es que lo pueden tener en la cartera, lo pueden tener en, en la mochila y lo pueden sacar y usar cuando van a la tienda. Lo pueden, um, pueden tomar una foto de una tarjeta o un número algo que están leyendo y eso es lo que le va a usar. Tiene una pantalla de 4.3 pulgadas y es en color. Tiene la capacidad de, um, de cinco diferentes colores para que le, para que tenga la mejor claridad y el contraste. Y lo que es, esencialmente uno hace es pone lo que uno quiere ver debajo de la pantalla y se capta. Y entonces uno puede, lo puede ver en el tiempo normal. Y tiene una magnificación desde hasta 14 veces. Um, ahora la pantalla es más brillante. Y cuando uno lo enciende, um, enseña cuánto tiempo tiene uno de batería. Pero si la batería se muere, no es mucho problema. Porque uno puede ponerle baterías normales. No tiene que esperar uno, digamos que dos horas para esperar para el tiempo necesario para que se recargue. Entonces eso es muy bueno. También todos los botones que uno, uno necesita usar están arriba de la pantalla y son de diferentes colores y muy brillantes. Eso significa que es mucho más fácil para uno verlos y poder usarlos. Y también trae un casco para que uno lo pueda um, andar y es muy fácil usarlo. Y también como uno puede ahorrar las 15 imágenes, uh, significa que uno puede al rato ver lo que uno está viendo y, y verlo después. Um, el único problema es que con eso, oh, <ríe> es que, that scared me. Um, el único problema es que después uno tiene que repasar las imágenes uno, dos, tres, hasta llegar hasta la imagen que uno quiere ver. Y uno no más puede cambiar el aumento, no puede cambiar el color que uno ha puesto. Entonces es importante que cuando uno tome la, o grabe la imagen, que lo grabe en el color que sea mejor para uno, porque después cuando uno lo quiera ver otra vez, nomás lo va a poder cambiar de la magnificación. Pero es un buen equipo, porque, o es un buen sistema, porque es chiquito, es pequeño, hace lo que uno necesita que haga, y uno lo puede andar consigo sin tener que estar preguntando. Thanks, you guys. I know it's fast, but I had a lot to cover. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dr. Escobar. She makes that sound so easy. <laughs> well, you know, it was kind of interesting. Yesterday I was seeing patients uh, at our center, and this boy comes in for his eye exam, and the teacher basically felt that he couldn't see very clear far away. And so he came in, and we had him reading the letters on the chart. So we said, go ahead and read the letters on the chart. And he just real quickly, the very small letters, he says, TZV ECL, and then we wanted to check it with one eye, so we said, hey, let's put on a pirate patch, just like Halloween, you could be a pirate, so he puts on this pirate patch, you know, and then he says, hey, Dr. Bill, do you know what a pirate's favorite letter is, and I said, what, do you know what a pirate's favorite letter is, and I said, no, and he says, "Ah." <laughs> So I told him I'd use that today. <laughs> I thought that's a very funny joke. <laughs> well, one of the things, it's, it's um, been very, very 
Very, very good year. You know, in the field of technology, at the Center for the Parsi Sighted, I get the opportunity to try a lot of different types of new technology. And being a person who was once fully sighted and then being a person who is partly sighted and now being a person who is totally blind, I see so many things that are so helpful. So I just wanted to share with you, and we've asked some of these folks to bring these new devices here so you could see them. Uh, one of the new devices that has just been released is a very new portable video magnification system made by Optilec. Now, Mr. John Wolf at iTech Low Vision. Where are you, John? You clap your hand so we know where you are. There he is. Uh, Mr. John Wolf, he has brought a new portable video magnifier called the Compact 5 HD. So the 5 represents that it has a 5-inch screen, so it still is small enough to keep in your jacket pocket or your purse, but because it has a 5-inch screen, it gives the people a little bit larger area, a little bit more magnification. But what's also really interesting is that this has high definition. What a high-definition camera does is it allows a person to use video magnification even at the lower levels of magnification. So let's say you're a person who has fairly good visual acuity, maybe because of RP, retinitis pigmentosa or glaucoma, but you just need more contrast. Well, the HD camera might be a very, very good solution. Another thing that I really am very, very excited about this new 5HD is that you have the ability to zoom very smoothly from about 1.5x to 15x or so, and you could also adjust the amount of lighting. I'm certain that all of you with low vision know that the amount of lighting that's on the page makes a difference. Sometimes you want there to be more lighting, such as reading in a fancy French restaurant. Other times you want the lighting off, but there's other times that you want to adjust it, and the HD allows that. So I recommend that you go to John Wolf's booth and check that out if you're interested in a portable video magnifier. Also, John, we want to thank you. John is also going to be raffling off a pair of television telescopic glasses. So if you're a person who needs something to help you to see further, you can go and win that. Another thing that's really, really exciting this year that I've noticed at the different shows are what are called talking CCTVs. Now, a CCTV or a video magnifier, as you know, it has a computer or a television monitor with a camera. So you could put a photograph underneath there and you could look at the pictures. You know, maybe you want to see Kim Kardashian's wedding cake or something like that. But if you also wanted to read it, these video magnifiers also had the ability where you could press a button and it will scan it and it will read it. And you don't have to wait a minute or two minutes for it to scan. So if you're a person who has partial sight and when you read you become tired, maybe you want the machine to read certain things for you and you can go ahead and press a button and do that. Um, at your low vision stores booth, uh, Andy Cratter and Aaron, they have a few different models of CCTVs. Uh, the Vocatex and the Oribis are the names of them, but they're just really, really amazing CCTVs that can serve multi-purposes. So I think that is something that's really very, very neat and exciting. So I also want to just thank all of our other types of vendors who are here too. Um, Many of you were probably anticipating to hear Mr. Bob Sweetman uh, speak this morning, uh, but unfortunately uh, he had a personal uh, issue in his family, and I'd appreciate it all if you would keep Bob and his family in your prayers. And uh, Let's have a moment of silence for Bob. Thank you very much. Okay, well, let's go ahead and let's continue. We have a couple of more speakers this afternoon, and then you'll be able to uh, attend the different exhibits and such. I want to, again, remind you that all of this is being recorded by the volunteers of Airs LA. And we also have people who are volunteering from Airs LA who are doing a survey. So if you'd like to help them out so they would know what you would like to listen to, uh, please take a moment or so and answer the survey. And Airs LA, they are giving out keychains with little flashlights. They're very, very nice. 
So um, see some of the people in the back of the room or they might be asking you for that. And again, go to www.airsla.org, and we'd like to thank uh, Mr. Dick Burden, Mr. Jack Colfield, and Mr. Joe Yurka for all of their time and work today. Okay. Okay, Joshua, we're going to do a couple of raffles, and we have another keyboard that's from your Low Vision store. So can you give me a name for the keyboard, large print keyboard from your Low Vision store? And the winner of the keyboard is? Okay, Paula Holmberg. I just spoke to you yesterday. Yes. (laughs) Congratulations. Oh, was that the wrong name? No. (laughs) okay and we also have another gift card and this one laura is from best buy also okay 25 dollars from best buy and the winner for that is mix them up pretty good there c o martin very good And from Sweetman Systems, we have a 8-gigabyte SD card. So if any of you are going to be using your BookPort Plus or any of these other portable devices, uh, your Victor Reader Stream, we have donated an 8-gigabyte SD card from Sweetman Systems. And the winner of that is... <laughs> the winner is... Joel Isaacs. Hey, Joel, congratulations. (laughs) He's he's Mr. Tech himself. Very good. And then we also have one more iTunes gift card. Let's see who the winner of the $25 iTunes gift card is. Eric Gallegos. Is there Eric Gallegos here? Yes? Okay, fantastic. Congratulations to all of you. And we have a couple of more really very special gifts that we'll um, hand out at the end there. So thanks so much for your patience. Okay, our next speaker is a person that many of you may know from being at the Braille Institute. Leslie Burkhart, she is a low vision rehabilitation specialist at the Braille Institute, and she has spoken quite extensively on the field of low vision in different parts of the country. And today she's going to share with you a very, very abbreviated lecture, but a very important one that she presented at the American Council of the Blinds National Convention. So without any further ado, Leslie Burkhart. Thank you very much, Dr. Bill, and good afternoon, everyone. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk today about a specific favorite product. But I do want to take a quick moment to give you, as the gestalt, as you will, of selecting effective adaptive technology. As Dr. Bill said, this is from a summary of a talk that I gave at AFB titled, The Wise Consumer Improving Your Ability to Select Effective Adaptive Technology. And I love this crowd here because in so many ways, I am preaching to the choir today. One of the things I emphasize is do not let adaptive technology happen to you. Your active participation in selecting effective uh, adaptive technology is so critical. And you're not going to be an effective participant unless you are a knowledgeable participant. So coming to places like this today and really finding out about the uh, uh, technology, being able to talk to people who are actually using the devices really makes a difference. Um, but there are a lot of variables that are involved in finding the right device for you personally. It's not a formula. You can't say, 
one plus one plus one equals this is the device for you. It is a process of many variables. And what I want to give to you today in this short moment is a good framework to organize those variables. The framework that I like to use is the SET framework. I learned it at a Cal State University at Northridge uh, Adaptive Technology Workshop. And the SET framework is something that a lady by the name of Dr. Joy Zabala came up with. She's the director of the technical, uh, she's the director of technical assistance for the National Accessible Instructional Materials Center. Uh, she has a doctorate in special education personnel preparation. In other words, she trains special education teachers. She's a strong supporter in universal design for learning. That is our iPhone. That is our iPad where these, uh, these, uh, technologies that a person needs who has um, special concerns are built in to the devices. And her set framework is really quite simple, and it's a, a good organizational tool. The set framework. Set stands for S-E-T-T. -T. The set, the S in set, is yourself. The E is the environment where you will be using the device. The first T is the specific task that you will be doing with the device. And the last T stands for tool, okay? It's the tool that you're going to be using. Think about this for a moment. S-E-T-T, -T, yourself how well you know yourself and your abilities, the environment where you're using the device, the tasks that you're doing, and the tools that you're considering. Um, when you talk, when you think about yourself, think about your sensory abilities. We have a lot of options for access. You can, if you're low vision, you can access things with your remaining vision. But do you really understand the capabilities of your remaining vision? Do you know, for instance, how large does print need to be? At what reading distance for you to be able to see it as well as possible? Do you need high contrast print? Do you need print to be to be bold. These are the kind of things that you need to know about your vision. More importantly, when the print is the ideal size, consider reading stamina. How long can you persevere at a task? These kind of things are going to be really critical in deciding what type of device you're going to choose. Um, uh, so know your vision, know your other senses, your hearing abilities, your tactile abilities, because that will help you select a device. All of these, you don't think about these different um, units separately. Add them, um, use them all together in a very interactive way. Um, think about the environment where you're going to be using something. You may be trying an environment, a, a tool in one environment, and guess what? You need portability. You need the ability to take it places. Think about where you're going to be using that, um, uh, that tool. Um, for, for task, the most important thing I can tell you about task is think about what do I want to do? Get a manila envelope and put examples of the task in it. How many people, if they need to do lengthy reading tasks, they read a sentence on a tool and they go, this is great, this does it for me. If you have a specific task and it's lengthy, do that task at least a sample before you're purchasing technology. Um, and the last thing is the tool. Remember, tools... This is a vetting process. You're actually looking for factors that, gee, I thought this would be useful, but it's not. 
how many times have you bought something and, gee, it did this, this, and this, but you know what? Because it didn't do this, because it had only a 10-minute battery life, I wasn't using it after six months. Really check out those tools in a very competitive, in a very comparative way. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's all very well and good. What are the factors that uh, will confound that? Okay, I'm only going to give two because I want to finish up at eight minutes. The first one that we have to be real careful about is the glitz effect. It's new. It's expensive. It's complex. It's high tech. Therefore, it must be effective. And not necessarily so. Make sure it works for you personally. The last one I was, want to say is really watch out for the, what I call the subjective superlatives effect. What does that mean? This is a wonderful, marvelous, simple to use device. Okay, we've all heard that before. Your response, please describe the specific ways that this device is wonderful, marvelous, and simple to use. Even better, let me try the device myself to accomplish the specific tasks in the specific environments in which I will use it so that I can judge for myself. Thanks very much. Thank you, Leslie. Why don't all of you just stand up for about five seconds? We have two more speakers, and then we'll go ahead and release to the exhibit. So stand up if you want to stretch your legs. And our next speaker, who will be coming up, is Ms. Terry Howe. And she comes from the California Telephone Access Program. And many of you may be familiar with this program. It's a fantastic program where they do provide telephones and other telephone services and information for people with low vision. And so today what Terry's going to do, she's going to share with us what are some of the latest in the new adaptive technology in telephones that are available for people with low vision. Terry? Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> so I'm just going to give you some real brief, because I know a few of you aren't aware of CTAP yet. We go by the acronym CTAP, which stands for California Telephone Access Program. Well, our name is so hard to remember, and people get so confused about our program, that we now have California phones. So if anybody just Googles California phones or californiaphones.org, our website will come up. And that makes it easy to find our applications for the free phones and the free phone equipment that we give out. It makes it easy to find information. And now, this is new too, our website does have most of the equipment that we offer. I just saw that the other day. Um, I went on the website and under, if you go in the equipment, most of the phones that we offer are categorized under the types of difficulties that we give phones out. We have phones for low vision and blind. We have phones for hearing loss or deaf. We have phones for mobility problems, vision, hearing, speech, and memory. So you can actually see most of the equipment we have. Now, not all of the 70 pieces of equipment that we have will be there, but quite a few of them. So for those of you who know... What type of uh, program is CTAP? Are we part of the phone company? No. No. We're a state government program, aren't we? Yes. Do any of you know the government agency that oversees CTAP? Oh, it's alcohol and tobacco and firearms, right? <laughs> no. I think I heard somebody say public utilities. Yes, that is correct. And the money comes from a surcharge on our phone bill. So do you pay anything for the phone that we give you or the headsets or the voice-activated dialer? No, it's all free. If we send somebody out to your house to help you with setup or training, is there a cost for that? No, it's all paid for through the surcharge. So there's no tricks to it other than, and if you haven't done this already, you need to come back to my table and get an application, and then you'll have to have your doctor sign off, or Department of Rehab Counselor can also sign off on Part 2 to verify you have a vision loss, or an optometrist or ophthalmologist can also sign off on Part 2 to verify. 
Now, do we have any criteria about income restrictions? Do you need to be poor like me? No. Nope. You could be rich like Oprah Winfrey, poor like <laughs> me. Doesn't matter. We're not going to look at that. Doesn't matter what phone company you have. Now, this is new, too. We have historically only given phones for landline, and that's still where we're at right now. But we were just notified that effective in 2012, at some point, we will be bringing wireless phones in. Now, will they be iPhones? I kind of doubt it. You know, we've always been a little bit more basic use type of a program because we would probably go broke if we if we did everything that is possible to do. Uh, but I can't guarantee that won't be the case. And what I would strongly suggest to you, if you have phones that you feel are very accessible to people with low vision and very beneficial, call our customer service and let us know. That is very helpful to us in bringing new things into the program. It may take a while. For example, it took a while for them to approve wireless, but now they've done it. And it is through people like you calling us and letting us know what you would like that we are able to then do trial programs and bring new equipment into the program. So there's a suggestion um, for that. I am going to show you a few of the phones, but as you know, these are these are in home and they're more for basic use. I find with more high tech people like you, you may be looking for for the iPhones and the wireless things, but it's nice to have phones that are easy to use within the home. And of course they're free, so you can't beat that. Let me pull out a few of the newer phones that we have. I know a lot of you can't see these. I'll describe them, but then you can come back to my table at the end if you're interested. A lot of you know about the traditional JV35. It's the one with the super big buttons that you can pretty much land a helicopter on. And it is one of the phones that we have with a talking button. So when you push 8, it says 8, 5, 5. Uh, more newer phone. Many of you might not know of is the Talk 500. It's another stationary phone, so it has a cord, but it has a very large screen for caller ID. That's a service you have to pay for. If you're paying for the caller ID service, you'll hear the phone ring, and then you'll hear the the phone say I R S, and then you'll know not to pick up the <laughs> phone, right? So this also has a talking phone book. Again, it has the talking buttons. It's a speaker phone. For people who may be new to low vision, it can be one of the phones that has a lot of features that could overwhelm a newer, a person who's just now adapting to their vision loss. That's called the Talk 500. And the last phone I'll show you will be one of our cordless models. We finally got a cordless back into the program that talks to you. The buttons are rather they're big, but they're not huge. They're about the size of a dime. This is called the Clarity C4220. Of course, you'll all remember that, won't you? I wouldn't. Uh, but it does, it's the only phone we have that has the talking buttons. So a 522. Talking phone book, talking caller ID, and it's also a speaker phone. Um, we have nice. accessories that are helpful too, like headsets. So you can write things down if the phone that we give you is not a speaker phone. Like a voice-activated dialer, it's an accessory that would plug into whatever phone we give you and allows you to just pick up the phone and say, John Smith, and it will call John Smith for you. Um, that's about it. That's all I can think of right now anyway. So, But come back to see me at the table there in the back. If you haven't already gotten an application, pick up one. One thing is, if we've already given you a phone, we'll only be able to exchange the phone if the phone that we originally gave you is broken. So whenever you pick your new CTAP phone, if you're exchanging your broken one for a new one or if you're getting a new one for the first time, be, be careful to do your best at discerning which phone will be best for you. The state's gotten really strict about exchanges, so... I'll leave it at that. Thank you so much for your time, Thank and you. I hope to see you back at the table. Thank you, Terry. That's great information, and I'll remember not to answer if it says IRS. Never do that. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, our last speaker, I'd like to thank uh, Enhanced Vision. They are our platinum sponsor, and they have really been very, very supportive of so much of what we have done here with the best in tech. And so I'd like uh, Mr. Mark Greggett to come up, and they are donating a raffle item of a Pebble portable video magnifier. And I'd like to, uh, Mark to come up and to pull the name and then to say a couple of words. Mark? Yeah. yeah, let's have you pull a name to see who's the winner of the Pebble video magnifier. Enrique Mejia. Come on down. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Mark with Enhanced Vision. I am the new kid on the block, so to speak. Um, my boss couldn't make it today, and uh, because of that, I pulled his arm on Friday. Uh, we were supposed to give a Pebble 3.5 away, a portable magnifier, um, and I pulled some strings. We're actually going to give an Acrobat 19 with case away as well. It's one of our uh, our portable CCTVs. It retails for about $3,000. And Dr. Bill, if you want to do the honors here again. All right. Brennan L. Is somebody excited or is that just me? No. <laughs> Brennan L. And congratulations to everybody. Thank you, uh, and we appreciate it. Uh, two things about our company. Uh, there's a lot of great vendors here. Everybody has a lot of great equipment. Uh, the difference between Enhanced Vision and everybody else is, is we're actually the only local manufacturer here in Southern California. So we appreciate that. Um, shop local, as we say. Um, every time somebody buys one of our CCTVs or Department of Rehab issues one of our CCTVs or the Veterans Administration issues one of our CCTVs, you're supporting 70 families and you're giving back to the community. So we appreciate it and thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Mark. Thank you all of you for your attendance today in the rain. We know that that was uh, something that's difficult. Any of you who would like to have a Airs LA keychain pen light, uh, see the folks in the back. Uh, David, are you back there? Can you raise your hand or Tanya or any of the people from Cal State LA? So go on back there and pick up your keychain pen lights. And also the NFB has bags. And these are gift bags for all of you here with information. So they're over here to your right where Robert Stigo is speaking. So enjoy the rest of the afternoon and thank you very, very much.